So it's lovely to, to see you. Uh, this is our, the second healing and wholeness service that we've done here at Shirley Baptist Church. The, the first one was back in January, so it's been a little while. So I thought I'd just have a quick recap about why we're here and, and why we're sort of asking as this is a special service for healing and wholeness. And it, for me, it, we start with the fact that the Bible tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And things haven't changed. Jesus healed. Um, Jesus prayed for the brokenhearted. And he told his disciples to go and do the same. Not just the 12, but the 72. And then in the Acts of the Apostles, we read about people coming out so that Peter's shadow might fall on them so that they might be healed. So the Bible is full of all this, and Jesus told us as his followers that we should do the same. So tonight we're taking him at his word. And we believe that Jesus' power is still here with us. It wasn't just for then, it is now. Now I know that when you become a Christian, we believe that the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us, don't we? And that's very special. And we can pray ourselves um, for, for God to do things, and he does. He's really gracious and, and good. So why do we need to come together as a group and, and do it slightly differently? Well, it's been my experience over the years that when we do that, when we, as a group of people, we come together and no holds barred, we worship God. And we just absolutely open ourselves up to him and surrender ourselves to him in that moment. And we ask him to come in power and to do things that he does. And he does, he touches us in ways which are just remarkable. And so that's why I very much felt that we needed to do this together as a group of people. And, it, and it's a great encouragement to encourage one another because you may not, you might be in a great place, but that doesn't mean to say that God doesn't still want to bless you and for you to feel his presence and just to elevate you to be so overflowing with his Holy Spirit that you can go out and tell other people and that you can draw them near to him. So that's what we're here for tonight. Mark's got a read, just a very brief reading along the same... Oops, going the wrong way. So in Matthew 10, verses 7 to 8, Jesus said to his disciples, Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give us freely as you have received. Amen. Thank you. So when Jesus sent out the, uh, the 12 and the 72, he, he said to them to, to say that the kingdom of God, to preach and say the kingdom of God is near. And signs of healing and miracles were all signs of the kingdom. Um, and so that is... So the kingdom... Having the signs and miracles is the signs that Jesus is still alive here and with us. But God doesn't heal everyone. I know that. And there might be people here who are sceptical because we know that God doesn't heal everyone. 
But he still told us to pray for healing. I don't understand why he doesn't heal everyone. Um, because there's some very sincere people out there who have prayed and prayed and prayed, and it appears that they've not been healed. However, what I do know is that prayer isn't like a slot machine. You don't put in your money and you get out a drink. We can pray and pray and pray, and we might not get the answer we want, but that doesn't mean to say it's the wrong answer. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus knew what was going to happen to him. He knew that it was going to be painful and that death awaited him, because it knew, but he knew it was God's will. And so he prays for strength to do God's will. And sometimes when we pray, God answers in the way that we hope, and we get our answer and we get our healing. But sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he gives us strength to go through that very difficult time and gives us peace. But we don't see things in the way that God sees them. God sees things from the beginning to the end, and that includes eternity. We only know about this bit. And so death in the end is the ultimate healing. And that's when the party begins. That's when it really is amazing. So please don't get discouraged if you pray and something doesn't happen. Please don't be discouraged if you come forward for prayer tonight. Or don't come, oh, please, please don't think I'm not going forward because what if something doesn't happen? What if I'm not healed? Because God expects, wants us to keep asking. And he said to us to ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. He wants us to be persistent and he loves us. He wants to give us good things. But sometimes he knows better. Sometimes what we want isn't always what's best for us. And we can't possibly comprehend that because he's God and we're not. And we don't understand everything. And Psalm 23 reminds us that Jesus, God, is with us always, even in the valley of the shadow of death. He doesn't leave us. He's always there with us. No matter how difficult things are, he is always there with us, guiding us forward. So Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20 says, If two of you on earth agree about anything and ask for it, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For when two or three gather in my name, then here I am with them. So we've now got a reading, which is Mark's going to do for us. So the reading comes from John chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. 
for apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it'll be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great joy to my Father. Amen. When I started preparing for tonight, um, that particular reading just kept popping back up. And and in in the end, I kind of took the hint that that was meant to be the main thrust of tonight. And and in particular, this, this verse, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. And about being joined to Jesus and about surrendering ourselves to God, shifting our focus from us uh, and from those around us and dwelling on God, our amazing God. The God who created the universe, he's all-powerful, he can do all things, and yet he knows everything about me and about you. He knows us intimately and he cares for us. And he couldn't bear to be parted from us, and that's why he sent Jesus to die in our place on the cross so that our sins can be forgiven. This is the God who heals the brokenhearted and gives peace to those who are in distress. And when you think about God and all that he's done for us, it's absolutely, wow, amazing, isn't it? You know, and that reading is telling us we need to stick close to him. We need to have his Holy Spirit to guide us and to help us, and we need to be in alignment with him, and that when we are, and we work really closely with him, we may ask for anything we want, and it will be granted. When two or three gather together and agree, wow. So there's a fun song. I don't know whether any of you might know it. We're not going to sing it tonight. But it's called Undignified. Um, and it's all about letting go of our inhibitions. And um, a few times that um, Mark and I have been to Soul Survivor with some of our youth, um, they've sung this song in the big top, and it's had the most wonderful atmosphere, and everybody's done the conga, and it's been absolutely great. But it's all about forgetting our Britishness and just having a party and celebrating all that God has done for us, because... He is amazing and he's done wonderful things. But quite often we just, we don't let it overflow from us. When you stop and you dwell on it, you think about it. It's amazing what he's done for us. But sometimes we just keep it all contained in. And we're just so very proper about it all. And we're going to sing some songs in a minute. And I would really love it if everybody would just not be so British, but just really... Be undignified and just give it all to God because he has done such wonderful things for us. And I think this is, it's when we surrender ourselves to him, when, when we are truly in that moment when we just say, God, I surrender everything I am and everything I have to you. Take and use me for your glory. That's when God acts. It's the same as when we cry out to God and we are just impassioned and, and that he hears our pr- prayer and he answers it. I mean, 
the one time that I absolutely cried out to God and he answered me. It was amazing. I was in the most horrible job and I absolutely hated it and I was being bullied and it was really, really horrible. And I kept praying to God and he sent people who would pop in to see me and really help me and encourage me and strengthen me. And it was good. But then one day I just got to the point and I said, I went into the office and I shut the door and I actually said out loud, God, I cannot do this anymore. You need to do something because I cannot do this. And he did. He prompted somebody else to ring me and said, we've got a job. Would you like to apply for this job? It's in Wolverhampton. I said, I've no idea where Wolverhampton is, but I will apply for that job. I've been there for 10 years. God is amazing. But I was on my knees. I was so impassioned. And I, I don't know whether that is it, but I know that there have been other people who have been just as passionate and they haven't had the answer. I can't, I can't answer it. But all I can say is God told us that we should ask and keep on asking. Pray and keep on praying. He is an amazing God. He knows better than us. We only see dimly in a mirror now, but one day we will see clearly. That's what Corinthians tells us. One day we will see and we will understand and we will go, ah, that's why you did that. Now we understand. But now we're in a bit of a fog. But let's be obedient to God because we have an amazing God. He loves us. He wants what's best for us. He wants to bless those who are brokenhearted. He wants to bless those who are in a fabulous place and having a great time and make you overflowing even more. Let's come now and worship God.